Greetings and salutations. You are listening to the Into the North podcast, where we take a look at the competitive side of the Commander format, also known as CDH. I am one of your hosts, Reed, aka Sick Robot, and today I'm joined by my co-host Matt, aka Null. Hey. As well as our honored guest, Nathan, aka the Hermit Druid. Nathan, would you like to introduce yourself? Um, I'm Nathan Jones, otherwise known as the Hermit Druid. Uh you know, MTG, CDH, Twitter personality, shit poster extraordinaire. Uh, basically been here <laughs> slinging weird decks for about three years now. And man, do you sling weird decks. Yep. <laughs> um, Nathan is also a Toronto native um, TO represent. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... Uh, we're looking forward to having you on today because we're going to be, I think, covering a topic that you're pretty, pretty entrenched in and pretty about. <laughs> yeah, uh, and that topic is going to be getting new people into CDH. Always a hot button issue um, in CDH. Obviously, the growth, the format growth over the past year or so, past two years, um, has been sort of nuts. Um, I think we've been seeing the largest like percentage growth that we've probably ever seen in the community since it started uh so it's definitely a timely topic um but before that anybody have anything they've been up to recently well um, if you ask the new <laughs> path of xl expansion did drop uh i see <laughs> a week and a bit ago so i have been doing a little bit more clicking than i have been shuffling uh but that being said uh all uh, of the North did play in the last tier one um, online tournament. Certainly did. And that went great. Yeah, we had two uh, Linden and Sick both got, or Linden and Reed both got to semifinals, and Morgan and I scrubbed out. <laughs> Sounds rough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, obviously, Morgan sort of deserves it at this point. Um, but yeah. Sort of sad to see Matt's, like, tournament debut in CDH <laughs> go down that way. Dude, NSL is my tournament debut, so I'm, I'm not too mad. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to dip in um, and say that I put together a meme deck recently um, that I basically came up with and made a 99 for, like, uh, two hours before stream for team turn three and then sleeved up and piloted to a victory which is pretty great which was adrix and nev the uh the new like strixhaven um parallel lives on legs oh, oh nice yeah yeah yeah, cool. yeah yeah so i so it's actually okay like five dollars if you can guess the primary win condition first of all no wait wait wait, wait. sorry i need to figure out this card uh, it's it's uh yeah i don't know it's a biovisionary combo deck. <laughs> oh, nice! You Chad. in CDH, baby. That being said, the game that I did win with it wasn't actually a biovisionary combo. It was making f uh, five. Yeah, it was making five tender shoot dryads. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yes, uh, which I mean all that make... sounds pretty good. Yeah, so. When you when you cast like a coffee spell with Adrix and Devon play, it makes twice the copies. So if you're casting like a um I don't know, like a um what I, I can't actually name any of them, but you know what I'm talking about. Like instant sorcerers yeah. that make I mean I, I was looking at uh making a Karuga version of them and just making yeah. uh <laughs> like double like parallel oh lives God. Karuga tokens. Oh yes. <laughs> Had to say the K word. Eh? Oh yeah, I know it's like yeah, anything is like as a possible Karuga deck to me. 
<laughs> but like, it's yeah, fantastic. seriously, make a whole bunch of tokens. Yeah. Oh yeah. So like, yeah, the the big thing that like I really liked about it was just like the fact that you can. Like, the fact that when you make copies of Tendershoot Dryad, especially when you make multiple copies of Tendershoot Dryad with, like, an Adrix and Devon play, is that they all pump each other's saplings, and they all make, like, more saplings than they would usually. So, like, you get, like, this exponential growth of power from copying them. So, yeah, pretty nuts. Um, Anyway, without further ado, I think we should hop into housekeeping, get that done. Uh, For housekeeping, we have two new patrons uh for this episode uh we have tim b and medi d i hope i said that right you rock (laughs) roche (laughs) you are a signet as somebody in our last youtube comment section (laughs) (laughs) said nice um yeah as always i mean patrons help us support the podcast uh pay for audio equipment some editing help us increase quality of the podcast etc 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 um i know i'm brushing this off but again you guys are all super valuable and we couldn't do it without you so thanks um as for new developments we talked about tier one con earlier we did all enter it was fun um wasn't super fun waking up at like 5 30 to (laughs) do player meeting stuff what are you talking about was fun the best part was fun um tier one con announced on the whatever the saturday that we um competed that they are actually going to be hosting an irl event in august so august 13th to 15th in uh denmark uh where they're trying to host the largest multiplayer commander or multiplayer um mtg event ever um they're trying to put it all together they're gonna have a main cdh event but they're also i think going to be hosting a bunch of highlander events casual edh pods all weekend um it's going to be huge uh for the cdh event that that they have going i believe is going to be going all weekend um and the finals pod is actually going to be uh splitting a or like being dividing up um the prize pot which is a full set of revised dual lands which is nuts huge that's insane <laughs> that's like by far the largest prize pot any cdh tournament has ever had um and then if they get 250 registrants or more they're actually going to add a revised time twister into that pot which <sighs> is just like fucking yeah, mind-blowing are you kidding me i think the yeah. way they said it was the winner gets the time twister and then the other three split up the duel so the, yeah so the winner doesn't get a time twister and the duels but no, no, like no. who's complaining are you like, like are you revised time twisters and crazy um, yeah especially after recent price spikes <laughs> oh yeah. yeah dude can you imagine by the time that this is like <clears throat> this is like what uh, like a full quarter away imagine the amount of price growth that's gonna go on with yeah, these cards in the meantime anyway um, if you're safe and vaccinated and good to go by that point in time, again, August 13th to 15th, definitely check it out. Um, go check out Tier 1 Con uh, website. They have a Discord server. We'll link all that stuff in the description. Um, yeah. Check it out because it's going to be sick. And there's a chance that we might be attending. So if you want to meet us. I believe uh, based on Denmark's announced vaccine rollout, they it, it'll be... From what they said, it'll be complete by the time the summer rolls around. So if you guys are worried about being safe, it sounds like it'll be safe. Yep. Uh, but yeah, so 
that all out of the way, our main topic, getting new players, new people, new faces, new bodies, new people to abuse and take wins off of <laughs> into <laughs> CDH. Um, disclaimer, that's not actually how we talk about them. Come on. Yeah, <laughs> Be respectful, no, no, everyone. No. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, so I mean, Nathan, you had, I feel like you had a lot of stuff that you wanted to talk about on this point. Um, and I think it might be like a good place to start here might just be like how we talk about new players. Cause what I just did was definitely a like, yeah, it's like, so what, uh, yeah. what's, uh, what's sick basically just did was like, what are the absolute things that you should be not be fucking doing, especially yeah. when first <laughs> introducing yourself to a brand new player. Uh, no, I, I mean that with all the love in the world, and I'm just joking. Um, but seriously, fuck you. Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, so, when we approach, like, so, how is the easiest way to say this? We are still three years behind as a uh, uh, behind the eight ball. Um, we are still uh, working uh, our way out of a really bad reputation that, like, Things are better now in the pro post flash ban, but I can tell you from someone that spends about eight hours of his day on Twitter, people are looking to drop shit at the bot like at, at like the drop of a hat. Like the the, the CDH uh, has become more of a mainstay, but it's still things are still tender. And the way that we approach new players is that are especially coming into the format now because things have become more open and like the 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 rifts have started to be like mending between different areas but the different areas like I, I don't like to say format because commander is a format we're just playing in different metas uh but like cross meta between casual there's more people like especially us being very pro proxy and being like a lot of the work that we've been doing on twitter like welcoming new players and new streamers and like we've had a lot of New, we've had a lot of casual content creators starting to like have CDH nights on their streams, which are like a monthly event where, like, CDH content creators are being invited onto like uh, uh like things like the the Masters of Modern are having CDH nights, and like the Masters of Modern, like Kessler and Ben Bateman, like both have like jumped on the CDH trainer and thoroughly enjoying it, and they're talking about it, and like it is helping us grow as a community. Uh, but how we continue to grow is a matter of care and like it, it it's it does take work and like when i when we talk about uh the nicest way to say like i don't how do i put this uh when we come to like addressing new players especially in our open uh markets of communication like facebooks and reddits and whatnot the the way that we originally make our like our introductions um are really important like and like which is going to lead us further into the conversation but like when the when the noobs show up and they're like oh this is my favorite deck i want to play something like this don't just be like don't lol dude it is really cool that um you're trying to bring your mizix deck to like the next level of power and you're trying to fully optimize it but you know what there's actually you know this deck called kes and it's very storm like it's very much like mizix and it you know has this database, uh, we have this database, and there's deck lists available. Like, I feel like that's the way that you start the, that conversation. Yeah, like, uh, a, like I, there's, uh, there's, and I'm not saying like mine is the monolith of any way to do this. And you like, uh, I'm just trying to do what's currently worked for me. I have different opinions than like uh, than other people. Um, 
there are people, 100% people out there that will will be like, uh, there no, we'll, we'll tune your Mizzix deck to be the most powerful it can possibly be. And that was honestly me about two years ago. I would help people build, like, push their decks to, like, the most extreme that they could possibly be. Like, I'm the guy, I'm the fucking Hippo Hulk guy. Like, I made Flash Feldegriff. <laughs> like, I will push anything to the absolute degree. Uh, but, like, at a certain level, there is a realistic nature of, like, I retired Feld Feldegriff Flash Hulk when Flash died because the deck doesn't work without it. Uh, but, like... Well, so that I, I'm not sure that is like the best example, but there is certainly there's like there's there's this weird responsibility as like the person who is handling somebody's entrance into CDH and like yeah, which is them into before it, we move away from that. Uh, yeah, before we move away from that, if you are not willing to the it, this, there is a certain responsibility in handling a new person. If you don't have the time, energy or anything to that you want to put in answering that like a person's question properly please don't yeah tag some tag somebody who will it's much yeah, better and, to and turning leave, it but... making an offhand comment and turning it into an inside joke is just the worst possible way it's, of approaching like that. it's it's so much better to leave a question unanswered for like even like a day or so and like then let somebody who actually cares about it and has the experience and whatever to go and like handle it gracefully than just like drop an offhand comment a second after they post the question and have them just never come back yeah um, like the the thing is why do I why do we want new players like yes when you were what your your inside joke of how like we need to farm wins off of somebody like that's the lol inside joke but like to be real if we don't have a steady influx of new players who the fuck are we playing against oh yeah no for like for the record i in no way like, oh no i know um, i know yeah, you yeah. i i know it's, i like i know yeah, what it's... you mean but like it's it's yeah, yeah, it's yeah. the truth of like if we're not having a steady influx of players, it's gonna we're gonna have a stagnant meta and we're gonna have no new players to play against. And frankly, I want to play against new people. Yep. Yeah, one hundred percent. But yeah, so I did want to like sort of just like um, nail down one point before we move on about the like if you are the like there's this sort of weird responsibility in like when we're just if we're um, since we were talking about deck recommendations, then I think it's a pretty natural place to go forward. Um, uh, with sort of the current discussion, which is that, like, if you're the person that's guiding somebody into CDH or just, like, handling their entrance into CDH, um, you have this weird responsibility to, like, not... Like, not pick for them a deck that has, like, incredibly bad longevity or, like, not let them continue playing with the deck that has like incredibly bad longevity which like they'll have to like meaning like it's it's really rough but yeah there's this weird responsibility to not have people start playing cdh with a deck that has like very few transferable staples or whatever because unless they're getting in playing with proxies which great i encourage everybody to do but a lot of people don't like a lot of people will like use their existing decks or like buy into a completely new deck for a cdh there's sort of this weird responsibility to um like make sure that if they don't enjoy the deck that they're starting off with then they can fairly reasonably like try another one and like not just have their entire 99 cards be completely untransferable to anything else yeah, I would absolutely recommend um, a, a person starting out 
to pick up a deck that plays black and has access to demonic tutor and vampiric tutor and those types of staples that's how you're going to start you know like if you want to get into a format that's about playing you know an optimized deck you got to start with some of the best tutors and please for the love of god play like proxy especially if like someone's just getting into cdh and they have no idea what the hell they want to play like you, you be a sensible human being and just allow them to proxy Oh yeah. Trust me, guys. It's not as awkward as it sounds to go to your work printer and print off a bunch of colored magic cards. <laughs> like I, I have, I am, I am one of the largest pro, like pro proxy people that you will find on CDH Twitter, and I do not own a single proxied card. Every single card that I play, like I don't own a time twister. I don't play a time twister because I like you know, frankly, time twister isn't really needed in a lot of decks, but like, uh. I play with all real cards, but my real cards have no value. Well, that they have no fun value if I don't have anybody to play them against. So I would much yeah. rather somebody try, like, I'd rather somebody print out Kess one week or print out Yasan one week or print out Godo one week or print out whatever fucking deck. They could go through four decks a month until they find something and then... What like the natural way is so once someone finds the deck that they want, they're going to buy into it. That's just the way magic players are. Yeah. Like they're gonna start they're gonna start it's gonna start with, oh, I really like this Goto. Oh, I can get a helm of the host foil for five bucks. Oh, oh, well, uh, uh oh. And, and that, also for yeah, for proxies too, like and just like budgeting, like getting into CDH on a budget, quite frankly, is nowhere near as fun as getting into CDH in like a budgetless sense, right? Like getting into CDH and having like your first experience be like playing like some hyper budgeted down list that doesn't really as well get be playing to do EDH. all the things that it really yeah. wants to. And like nobody's really spent all the time on the like refining the budget list to actually get it to a point where it's like as relatively playable as the budget list list. Like playing budget CDH is a necessity for a lot of people. And I'm not knocking on the importance of having budget resources, but it's just like, it's just not as fun as playing budget CDH. And like, I would much rather have somebody like get into the, get into the format on proxies because it just it makes the whole experience so much more like cohesive and just so much more fun that you're playing this deck that was like actually curated and is exactly where the people making it intended it to be at right and like even if you have the cards i i, I actually can't think of a single person who has multiple who can even sleeve up multiple cdh decks like i, I would oh, be yeah, surprised no. if you could even create a play group of players who have multiple non-proxied cdh decks it's just I have a box system with about 300 cards, so I can build basically any meta deck. Yeah, but two decks. Yeah, but you, like you, you wouldn't be able to have like two sleeved up at the same time. No, right? no, no. I only have one sleeved up at any given. Yeah, time. exactly. So yeah. like, it's just that's what so, I mean. Yeah. So what do you want? Do you want all of your CDH nights to be like either everybody's playing the same deck every game for months on end, or? Like, between every game, everybody has to go pull out their box of, like, cards that, by the way, they're bringing a box of, like, worth, like, $100,000 or whatever into an LGS <laughs> and hoping it doesn't get stolen. 15000 USD. Yeah. And then, and then like, spending however long unsleeving all the cards, resleeving it, swapping stuff around, making sure that it sort of matches what they, like, the deck that they have in their mind or, like, on that's online. And then, like, spending half an hour doing that, and now you're getting one less game in. Like, just use proxies. It makes everything better. <laughs> and, like, 
asking so like getting people from EDH like getting people from EDH who have however many decks they will build one CDH deck just to have like because eventually like we're we're at the state where people are starting to find that CDH is is actually quite enjoyable and like I've particularly found that what people are really into about CDH is after they've played their EDH game that has gone on for two and a half hours and like they've had their beer and pretzels and swingy things, they'll crack out their CDH decks and try and get like jam two more games in like at the end of the night because they know they can yeah. get a couple more in. But like expecting anybody to spend money on those things that they're just going to play mostly for like, f like against you is ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Also, you're gonna you're gonna have to give me that source on that five dollar foil helmet of the host because uh, I'm looking <laughs> at a, a forty dollar price tag right now. <laughs> oh, is really? I see. I rem uh, that, that's a that's a problem on me because like uh, I actually had I packed a whole bunch of Dominaria and I had like five helmet of the hosts. Uh, and like I had two foils, but I got rid of them because I didn't use them. So I guess now they're forty dollars, and I'm an idiot. Investments, yeah. <laughs> I think I... some people forget that um, you know Magic might have you know a very like low age entry, but EDH has cards that are like almost thirty years old. Yeah, that, yeah. Could, that are that are actively played. Like, yeah. it's, I... it's a wide range of people, and it's I mean it's. I it costs money. Own and play with cards that are older than I am. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> I it's like I am old enough that I remember when Magic: The Gathering came out, but you guys are a lot younger than I oh, am. Oh, nice. That's kind of cool, though. Yeah, my, I remember my first uh, decks that I picked up were basically just I like it, it. It hurts me to talk about it, like, but like I remember my first like decks that I'd build from cracking packs were just like like alpha lightning bolts and like recalls and it was just like draw cards bolt bolt draw cards because they didn't like have the four of a kind rule when it first came out <laughs> so like all you do is just fill your deck full of lightning bolts and just like murder people that sounds miserable oh yeah it was hilarious <laughs> sounds like sounds like a quick game all just all volcanic island mana base bunch of do recalls bunch of bolts or do i draw three cards yeah like uh so like if the people post on twitter they're like oh you know we need to play mana oh you know ma magic the way that uh uh richard garfield intended and i'm like so land mocks time walk <laughs> yeah <laughs> like uh, like I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I was there when so like, don't quote the don't quote that magic to me. I was there when it was written. Things were a little broken back then. I think I think we figured it out. Or and by we I mean <laughs> wizards, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just you know, generally. They haven't quite fine-tuned it yet, but they're getting there. Um yeah, so I mean, I think we covered proxies fairly comprehensively. Um, the verdict basically <laughs> being do. Yes, proxy, yes. Do the proxy thing. Do it. Encourage people Especially to do for it. new beginners. Yeah. Um, yeah. It Like, it's just, it's like... <laughs> if going you are forward, a person it's... that is a stickler for people buying it, if they like the deck, they're going to. Yeah. Um, it's it's just the nature of magic players, and also like proxies, just they're only going to become more necessary as time goes on. They're like the the format only gets more expensive, even if you even if you discount uh, the 
um, like all of the reserve list stuff. Like cards just in general, like the inflation of the decks. Wizards doesn't reprint absolutely everything that they need to. Yeah. And there are just some cards that just go without reprints forever. And like it's just going to get more expensive. Um, Benches are upwards of like seventy bucks right now. Yeah. You know, like that's that's not a cheap. Even piece my cat, yeah. Even my casual decks needs to run a full set of fetches. Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't know about you. I mean, I literally know this more than anyone. But you build like a hundred dollar budget deck, and then you look at it a week later, and it's like a hundred and fifty bucks. Yep. Yeah, so that's... the the so Hackball, <laughs> it, we used to have um, three tiers of budgeting for Hackball. Um, and it, the tiers were like $50, $100, $150, which for anybody who has played CDH knows that that's an insanely low sum of money yeah. um, to build like a CDH deck on. Uh, I think I checked like a year ago and those were now at like $100, uh, like 175 and like almost $300. So like the budget builds without any of the reserve list stuff had basically just like doubled in price. Um, so yeah, proxies more necessary as time goes on do the proxy thing do it now let people proxy because the format sort of just dies if you don't <laughs> especially um, our especially our meta our meta just will just die yeah um but yeah so i think like the next sort of place to go with this is um sort of like helping people find the deck to proxy <laughs> right uh or that's like where that's where like the the time and care and like that i that i do comes in because that requires talking to somebody yeah so actually there okay let's actually pull back on this um for a second um we can get into this like right away but i think there there are um there's sort of like two ways that you can go when you're getting somebody into cdh right which is um like it's it usually sort of just breaks down into somebody who's like naturally progressed just from like power like arms races in their local pro play groups or whatever into cdh or somebody who's coming into cdh um effectively like either completely blind or just without um like existing um like entrenched edh experience um to some degree um and usually the difference between those two is um somebody who's coming up from uh like lower powered edh more casual style edh um is typically going to like have a deck that they want help optimizing like they'll already they'll already have a deck in mind and they want optimization help for it um and we'll typically ask around for like hey what's the best like what's the best x deck um whereas somebody coming into the format for the first time will typically like have the question more hey what's the best deck in the format or hey like is there like a, st a deck of this style is there a deck like this that i can play um so i think we'll cover both of those but yeah first it i think the f we'll cover the second case first. Sorry, guys, I should have done this the other way around. Listener, don't get confused. <laughs> um, we'll cover the second case first, which is the um, covering the case where somebody is coming into the format and is just blind asking for a deck to play and doesn't really have an existing deck they want optimized. Uh, so if they're not asking for a specific deck, maybe don't suggest them a specific deck. <laughs> Provide them access to the best deck. That's kind of my take, I guess. What I generally like to do is uh, ask them, what are their five, like, what are your three favorite commanders? What do you like to do in a game? And, like, they'll tell you their commanders. You can generally get a look at stuff like, oh, I like black-green sacrifice. I like aristocrats. I like 
this kind of stuff. And they're like, oh, if you like aristocrats, you are like, uh, like sacrificing and black green stuff. Like you should check out Varel's Hulk. Or you can lead them into like like if you if they give you like a couple Nathan, of Nathan, deck- can I can I just say that you're out here just representing Varals and just recommending it to new players? <laughs> oh, it's my it was my first deck. Uh, no, I shit you not. Varals Hulk is uh, Varals Hulk was my first CEDH deck before I knew what CDH was. I put it together for like a budgeted version of it for probably about sixty five dollars. It has oh. a straight ahead and, game plan of In that case, I'm intensely sorry that I never updated that budget list forever and put yeah, it's fine. work into uh, it. But it, it was a fantastic <laughs> deck with like a singular game plan of reanimate Hulk, sacrifice Hulk, and like I was closing out games on turn three. Like nobody knew what the hell was happening and I didn't know what the hell was happening. <laughs> uh but like that's always been one of my first uh uh and the funny part is it, like to the, our to like to the I guess to the audience is I didn't actually know Reed that was Reed's deck until we were having dinner. And you're like, oh yeah, that's what, that's my deck. And I'm like, oh, oh, I was like, oh yeah, it was my first CDH deck. And Morgan's there like, I need to shill my decks more. <laughs> so the, the funniest thing about this and like Matt's immediately drawing this connection as well, I can tell, um, is that the funniest yeah. thing about that is that like Varals was also sort of Linden's first like CDH deck. Like he he really started out with like Marin. Um but like the first like whole series. I went CDH from deck, I went from Marin to Varals. Yeah, yeah. That was whole... that was my that was my switch. Like the the first like wholesale CH deck that Linda never played, Noobzor's ever played was Varals as well, which is just hilarious to me. <laughs> the second deck that I played because I I am very in, which is I, I've also got other people into and like some people are like oh I like playing politics, and I'm like well if you like playing politics then holy shit have I got a Tassiger list for you, and like that is a good way of getting like and also there's some people that are like oh I don't really like combos I'm like Nijila what's up. A shy, what's up? Like, if you want to get like some Timmy into the into the like into the format, tell them that you can beat the shit out of people in a game of CDH and watch their like eyes light up. Like, <laughs> I've I've straight up told like like some of my casual friends, I'm like, oh yeah, like CDH deck, play Jessica shy, just like play tempo, and then like eventually just like go pure JoJo's and just like muda 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 people in the fucking face. Dude, my favorite my favorite recommendation for anybody that wants to just beat people to death is just putting a tender shoot dried in their lists. <laughs> <laughs> it's it god, that that card just wins games through combat like ridiculous percentage of the time compared to any like any other like singular card. We actually though, like in the past year or so, this is getting off topic, that's fine. I'm you know what, I'm the host this time. Linda's not here to get me back on topic. I'm going on a tangent. <laughs> um Oh, like in, in the past like year or two we've actually gotten a lot more options for just like beating people to death efficiently actually oh yeah and it's sort of ridiculous like jessica is a big one just like tripling damage from the command zone and just like, dargo people dead is it's pretty insane. good yeah dargo yeah. Um, meanwhile combine them there's also uh the what kettis yeah um, to yeah, does like it. just split damage so if you have just like a big dude or like you don't get the commander damage but you can just like dead people with large amounts of damage because you can split it among the entire table in the command zone not bad um and then yeah just like stuff like uh ishai i was playing i don't know nathan if you um saw this list that i was playing for a while in the hulk era um which was um ishai timna with oh, yeah. 
like a it was like a hate bearsy like evasive so he was playing like a bunch of curse catchers and like flying hate bears and stuff to get value off of timna and then it was playing turn spells and mystic sanctuary and there are a couple of games where I just successfully beat people to death with a huge Ishai and turn spells. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. <laughs> Ishai, uh, well, Ishai, Ishai beats are a real thing, and like I will, I, I, I would be letting down a lot of people if I didn't mention Shabra's beats. Oh yeah, no, like things get very <laughs> large. <laughs> I would, I would be letting down a whole community of people if I didn't mention Shabra's beats. But yeah, there's just like there's just more options than ever. Um, there are so many options that like it, it like I can imagine like taking people back to like the Flash era, and they're like, I want to get into the format. What should I play? It's like Tinnathrasios Flash. <laughs> well, it's like no, no, no. It's not. It's not even that. It's just like, what should I play? Flash. I don't want to play Flash. Great. Play Grafting's Cage, Arrest and Beast, and a bunch of stacks, and then yeah, choose, yeah. One, choose whatever and deck you want to build around those. Yeah. But here's the ten stacks pieces that you're required to play. Oh man. <laughs> God. Like even I'm have a so chance. Happy we're past those days, <laughs> oh, man. For real, I would play so much Ishai if it weren't for Gilded Drake. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's just imagine. every time I evaluate a big card, I'm like, oh, it's a creature, and it's gonna get Gilded Drake. Great. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, like it's. I find like I feel like the my process anyway for like finding a deck for beginners tends to be, um. Either, like, hey, what commanders do you like? And if I can't find, uh, like, if there isn't really a CDH list that I'm comfortable recommending for that commander. Because, let's be honest, um, like, while we would like to say that, like, every commander could be CDH given the right build. Like, I'm not going to recommend that somebody get into CDH with an Isamaru deck. Um, it's just, like... <laughs> as much fun as they like might have with it in casual or as much like as heavily invested as somebody might be with a like regular um like commander i like the the balancing act here is you want to give them something that's sufficiently close to what they want to be playing or what they're comfortable playing what they have fun playing but also something that like is going to actually re like result in a fun gameplay experience in a game of they CDH. They need to be able yeah. to contribute to the yes. game or you, feel like, like they've like, contributed you want, to the game. You want the deck to have to like allow somebody to have player agency in a game of CDH and like have that have that player agency consistently. People want to be able to make choices in a game, and if you give them a deck that's too low power level, but like like that's really closely aligned with their interests but just doesn't meet the power level they're not going to have a good time because they're not going to have that player agency so you need yeah. to strike yeah. the balance of okay yes like i understand that you really like this um like this commander or this like style of list like i i really understand that you love death and taxes great Unfortunately, I'm not going to recommend that, like, your first CDH deck just be, like, a Thalia Death and Taxes deck. People have played that deck in, like, some CDH. There have been people brewing that deck. But, I like, I'm going to give you, like, some three-color Staxi Hate Bears deck instead. Yeah, because like, it gives you the give agency while timnus. still sort of fulfilling that niche, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, two timnus, what? Like, Naya stuff. Um, yeah, like, like some four-color list. No, like, yeah. some spicy Blood Pod variant, whatever. But like I'm, yeah. I'm gonna give you something that fits that niche well enough and like scratches that itch, but also is relevant and is playing powerful cards and gives you that player agency in a game. And like, some people get lucky and their deck 
is you know they, they they're bringing a tasker deck or a kickar deck yeah, yeah. and like there are versions of it in the database but trust me like it, if there's any commander community that obs it is more obsessive about this format and has explored all the options then it's us like yeah it's uh, it, it's definitely sucks. follow that recommendation yeah it's that's like competitive feldegriff like it sucks I'll do to, it. it sucks yeah. to tell people and, that as well but it's so true is that like people are like oh but you don't know like there might be all this stuff that hasn't been discovered with this commander and stuff it's like trust me we have spent so much time collectively not to say there isn't any more room for brewing but like we've spent so much time as a community like collectively figuring out what the good stuff to be doing in this format is <laughs> that it's just like it's it's the opposite approach right in, in commander you slowly the power creep goes up but in competitive commander you know you slowly decrease the power level because you're just brewing at the fringe <laughs> yeah and i like i i don't know i feel nathan you might have a completely different opinion from uh, me on this case actually and i'm not going to recommend that you guys push this onto new people getting to the format um this is just like something that i believe um is like how somebody should get involved in the format is that i feel like you should always start at the top and like start with like start by um, or maybe not start, but like close to the start. Once you've like gotten your first taste of um, CDH, like the decks that you should be playing um, after getting into the format, relatively close to your beginning, is like some of the best decks in the format. Just so you have a power level reference, like just uh, 100%. so you, so you know how they function and so you know what the absolute maximum power level looks like. And you don't have to continue playing those decks. You can just play them for like. Play, play like, whatever, Timnacrom for a knight at your LGS. Play five color for a knight at your LGS, whatever. Get a context of how good these decks are, just so you, like, can play around. And then go down on the, on the power level. Because once you have that, once you have that, like, idea of how good the best decks in the format are, and you have, like, a concrete idea of how they function, you've played them, you understand generally how they work... Then, like, playing the lower-level um, decks, lower-power-level decks, or, like, yeah. more situational decks, you have so much more fun because you have you know how to, like, sort of relatively how to build them, what, like, powerful should feel like. Yeah, it's like, I get a lot of people asking me, like, oh, I want to brew a CDH deck, and I'm like, that's the worst fucking thing that you should possibly do. Like, it, <laughs> like, like, oh, I want to get into CDH. I want to brew a deck. Help me brew a deck. I'm like, absolutely not. You're going. What you're going to do is you're going to play this deck until you understand it, and then you're going to go ahead and figure something else out for yourself. And that's just so opposite to the format, but in like in like a good way. I'm not trying to be like negative here. It's just yeah, yeah. like that's just like the opposite mentality of EDH, like traditional EDH, and it, and like I don't know. That should be exciting. I think. It is to us, at least. <laughs> yeah, and, like, there is so many decks that, like, there's so many decks that people can play. Like, like trying to get, trying to, like, get people into the format is so much fun because, like, figuring out, like, what people like. They're, like, like the amount of people that, have, like, I've got into are, like, oh, I really like control and 60-card formats. And I'm, like, come play Najila. Please. And they have a blast because they're, like, protect the queen. And they end up beating the crap out of people with Najila. Next thing you know, they're a five-color degenerate. <laughs> actually, yeah. So it's actually a sort of fun comparison because Najila is like almost like one of the more controlly decks in CDH. Um, obviously, like there are some the hard control shells, but like 
Nigella strangely operates like in control deck on some axes, especially in the Dude, right. We had builds. a whole episode about this yeah. where mid range is control. This yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> uh, like I'm not the biggest brain individual, but when I like, I'm people were telling me about sixty card formats, and they were like, "Well, in sixty card, you try and basically land one big threat like a Marriott Lage and force that through." And I just go, "Oh, like Nigella." Yeah. Yeah, uh, <laughs> pretty much. Or like I've I've I'm recent like I've uh, been have like helping people. Uh, what's a lot of fun is helping people get in from like legacy, uh, and like getting people in from uh, other sixty card formats, because uh now that's where like when you get the when you're handling the new like the new players that's where you've got to be like the tender and care. But like when you get when you when you get like a legacy player that's like oh yeah I want to play CDH and you're like yo have you ever wanted to play Ant plus Underworld Breach and Brain Freeze together? Ha! <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. That sounds awesome. Yeah, like it's like. Have it's you like, ever wanted to play a Storm deck where you actually get to play both Time Twister and Wheel of Fortune? <laughs> yes, great. <laughs> Yeah. Also, if we need a clickbaity title for this episode, we just call it "Najila is the Merit Lage of CDH." Oh yeah. <laughs> Leave it there. <laughs> um, yeah. Actually, so Matt, actually, because um, we have a point here, and I'm not gonna like, I won't get involved in this discussion because there's an obvious conflict of interest. I feel like here, but um, you mentioned using the database <sighs> as a resource earlier, and uh, yeah. Nathan sort of has that as a point here, so I didn't want to lose that thread. Um, before we move on, because I do feel like it's fairly relevant to the current discussion. All right, right? so I will shield the database. Um, so the the <laughs> database for me has been a app. Uh, I'm a researcher. Uh, like people like like people shun on that, but what I like to do is like I like to research decks, and like I don't like when I first got into the format. I may have I got into the format the hard way, but I got into the format like researching decks, and like having. Uh, decks that are like approved that like like one of the hardest things like to try and figure out like it like when people are posting it's like is that CDH at least we can go to the database and go this is as close as we've we can agree on and like having the access to like hundred like how many decks are there now uh, I think they're like 150 or something yeah, yeah hundred having access to 150 decks usually with primers that are curated is invaluable especially having a resource where people like I, i've i've gone like i've like shown people like decks i'm like oh have you uh, on the database and they've been like oh well, i'm gonna go have a look around and next thing you know they're like wait kenrith is cdh i'm like yes and they're like well i want to play kenrith like okay yeah great <laughs> awesome <laughs> yeah. there's plenty there's tens of hours of primer content just to read off the database yeah more than you can chew more than you could chew like in, in a week or a month like there's so much content and like all and all just of these whatever you do from don't... regular edh and got to that point like or not regular like standard edh and got to this point you know uh whatever you do uh don't play a drinking game that i recommended on twitter which was take a shot every time someone mentions the word laird <laughs> thankfully less of an issue now i feel like that's, that's yeah that's that definitely but there was definitely a point in time where layered bean dip was just like the <laughs> just everything so. as a chef i'm a big fan of buzzwords but my god do when i read those things do i see layered and like oh layered is the big buzzword 
Yeah. Well, I think the oh man the well the the recent ish one was farm and then we got turbo nas oh a lot yeah of people recently i i yeah, still farm holy moly farm might actually be one of the worst i think as far as farm's like, pretty offenses. bad but i think that people just misclassifying or just like calling too many things turbo nas like i've 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 said this before and i'll say it again turbo nas is just storm for people who forgot that's what to i was gonna say it's just storm like, it's, they it's forgot storm. they forgot how to spell storm and just instead started calling it turbo nas which is just like Okay. What? Well, yeah. Fine. Whatever. It, it's, it's harder. It's a harder yeah. argument to not call it storm when the wind condition is literal brain freeze. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, like yeah. it's like I understand that like maybe like Nas like Turbo Nas pre Dockside pre uh pre like pre yeah pre Dockside pre Breach. Okay, Turbo Farm. I get that. But right right now we're 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 literally playing storm. Man, actually, you know what? Another keyword, another keyword that was really bad. Adaptive. Oh, adaptive decks. Ooh. Mm. Uh, <laughs> redundant card quality is the charcuterie board of CDH. <laughs> mm. Oh, check this redundant uh, card yes. quality out. Mm. Yes. Mm. <laughs> sniff own fart. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Sniff. I. I just want to fucking decant this fucking. <laughs> yeah. Let me decant this. Uh. Like. Pl- yeah. Deck for me. <laughs> just fucking Jesus! Oh God, rip joint. But yeah, um. So I think that's like the that I I feel like we sort of covered the um sort of how do you recommend a new deck for somebody or like a deck for somebody who's just getting into the format and just sort of like playing EDH for the first time, um and just or just like or playing CDH for the first time but like understands that they want like a completely separate deck for it, um. Or stuff like that. Um, let's let's sort of pivot ninety degrees, even less than ninety degrees. This is like a forty-five degree pivot into like how to give deck help for somebody, or like how to how to like go about bringing somebody's pet deck up to like a CDH-ish level, right? Um, so I don't know. From experience, I can say I've done a lot of this. Um, I like was a mentor on the cdh uh discord or the ch reddit like subreddit discord um for a long time still am still active in the help channels um i've done a lot of helping people with new decks um so i have some opinions on this but nathan do you want to like sort of give your general ideas on this first uh general uh, ideas of getting people into new decks no no like um helping people like get their pet decks into up to cds or like just giving like deck help on existing decks for people on existing decks well that's yeah. my, that's my issue is uh i'd recommend usually not uh, right pet, that's like and i know that's just and like but that's one my problem is is like two years ago was is a completely different i, I was of a completely different opinion than i am today uh i think there's so a actually... i think there's a middle ground here because i find that like if there's someone who doesn't believe me when I say that their deck is not gonna like be up to up to spec, like then go through the process of justifying your point, which is to give them deck help. Like, yeah. Oh, uh, well, you're okay. missing the fast mana. So, Let's get the fast mana in. Like, sure. Sorry. Yeah. So yeah. essentially, if you're gonna if you're gonna do that, then you we've then you're you're gonna start to have to have the conversation of dissecting exactly what is a CDH deck. 
what CDH decks are looking for and try to point out, like, er, like everybody knows Tim Nathrasios or CDH, but very rarely can anybody ever fucking tell me why who is not CDH, uh, or they can't tell me like they they. Like a lot of people are like surprised that Kess is CDH, and when she's like one of the queens, and like you start, you have to point out like card advantage, combo, uh, combo potential, grind abilities, all these things that uh, that a CDH commander possesses. That something like the 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 difference between uh, a Marin, a Masaryk, and a Varols. Uh, Masaryk is nowhere near a Marin, which is nowhere near a Varols. Like no matter like as strong as a Marin uh Marin Hulk might be, it will never be like it might not I don't think it'll ever be as fast or as consistent as a Varals. And I think that one's that's a good I think that's a great um illustration because like strictly in how Hulk functions, right? You need to sack the Hulk. And it's very apparent out of the gate why Varals is so much better than Marin. It's because you have half of your card already half of your half of your card combo already set up for you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, whereas, like, trying to explain to someone why Timna is so good, it's like, like, uh, it, trying to, like, telling somebody that having a Phyrexian Arena in your, like, Phyrexian Arena might not be considered a good card anymore, but a Phyrexian Arena in your command zone is pretty fucking good. Yeah, and, t- like, yeah, imagine especially... starting the game with a Phyrexian Arena every single time. I mean, like, Tim- yeah, a bit different. That being said, Timna, in, like, Timna... Explaining why Timna, independent of any of the other partners, is, like, a good commander, though, is, like, it is, I I will say it's a bit more difficult to somebody who has no experience in the format, just because it's, like, there are so many factors that go into making Timna a busted card that it's... Like it's just it's Even it's difficult things. to express the ball, right? Like it has partners, so however, it's, the, it's really so it's, easy to explain Thrasios. Oh yeah, um, two, see you how just say two, two mana simic <laughs> infinite mana outlet, and they're like, yeah, oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, but for Tim, it's like yeah. So partner means that it's a ninth card in your opening hand instead of an eighth card. Uh, Phyrexian Arena isn't that great, except it can be better than a Phyrexian. It can be a triple Phyrexian Arena. Yeah, it's a Phyrexian sometimes. Arena at the lowest at the lowest yeah. end. And you know what the subtlest um, one of the subtlest things is. You get to draw your card after your first main. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One. But all, but also like it's <laughs> it's that it's like but like people will also be like, well, so triple Phyrexian Arena, that's fine. But like I get like I I have other decks that like or like I I could name like other commanders that give you like way more than three cards a turn uh, if you let them go like if you have synergies with them and whatever and it's like yeah but so like then you get into the okay so yes but timna is also three mana so it's like she's really efficient gets into play early and also like she's technically like four colors and she's also the ninth card it's all this stuff Um, yeah and like we're pointing out a kess when like kess may not like necessarily be like uh that like people could like oh it's strong and then you go like hey Imagine having demonic tutor. Imagine writing the words flashback on demonic tutor, and people are like, "Oh wait, that's gross," and they're like, "That's Cass." And all of a sudden, the light bulbs start going on. They're like, "Wait but, a second. I'm yeah. like, "Yeah, yeah." And then, so that's all the cards in your hand. That's like the that's like the draw them in part is like giving demonic tutor uh, flashback, and then like the actual knockout is like once you actually understand how CDH works is okay. Now imagine giving demonic consultation flashback. Exactly. <laughs> oh, I see now. You just win. Yeah. For one mana, one black mana. Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. So actually, it is really interesting though that you like basically don't like think that giving deck help 
like for like optimizing somebody's um like arms race uh, deck. Okay, and I will one hundred percent. And there there is a reason why. And and no, no, uh, so, like I, yeah, I I totally I totally get why. I just think that it's really interesting that um you have that stance because for me like a, I've a lost time, I've lost people to it. Like people that yeah, have actually cared about really wanting to get them into the format. Like, some content creators that I really was excited to get them into the format. So, like, it is from personal loss of pupils that I feel this way. Like, it's the Dark Lord. I lost a few pupils. They, re <laughs> they returned back to the Jedi. I didn't get my fucking fingers in them. <laughs> uh, but, like, I, I found that, like, they get pub stomped once, and that just leaves them with a terror. Mm. And they're like, maybe CDH isn't for me. Maybe it's, like, the, the, the worst fucking thing is people start thinking that it's, like, big brain. Like... I'm a fucking idiot, and I have an outrageous win rate. Like, I don't know why, but, like, like just, like, these people start getting, like, they get beat down. They're like, maybe CDH is not for me. And yeah, at least if, at least if they walked in with, a, like, especially if they, if it's a pet deck, they have that attachment to it. And there's nothing worse. And, like, I'm pretty sure 95% of your listeners here play casual. Like we're like we're all EDH players. I'm pretty sure like most people like getting your pet deck pub stomped is not a fun fucking feeling. Mm. And like it not even at a CDH table. Like they might like people get really it's like the getting excitement and then getting their hopes crushed will deter them more away from the format than losing a couple of games with somebody else's deck that they have no attachment to. This might okay, this might be a hot take, but I honestly get pub stomped or accidentally pub stomp way more often in non-CDH games. Oh, in non-CDH games, oh, yeah. uh, I, that's why my name of my game series is pub stomp. Yeah, it's literally so much swingier. Yeah, at least like, it's CD it, everyone's on an even playing field. But the worst part is like when someone wants to play like a, a pet deck and then they and like as, as Reed mentioned, they can't interact. And I've seen it happen. I've seen someone really want to play like uh, Godo and they got stuck at a table with two Nas decks and they like just had no idea what like things were just flying left right and center like and like I I, I I and I lost them and I couldn't get them they just felt overwhelmed they felt it wasn't for them I wanted to get them on something else but like I I, I was foolish in the way that I knew like mono red was their thing like I and like I really fucking gave like I really gave it a whole try I even booked in coaching I got Hokey to come and like do an hour long talk on Goto, but I just the game what got too far out of their hands that they couldn't meaningfully interact and they just felt helpless and I never want and that's that's how we lose people. So I would rather have somebody on a deck that they are like it's like, don't worry, kid. We'll get you there. We will take the training wheels off. Just do the hard part with me. Let me hold your hand for the first little bit. And then trust me, you will fly soon on your own. But I, I, I'm a little more hesitant to kick people out of the fucking nest uh, mm. that I am than I am than I am was than I was three years ago. So I definitely get that. Um, I feel like. Uh... One of the ways that you can sort of improve that, though, and I'm not saying, like, I'm not, for, like, <laughs> disclaimer, full disclaimer here, I'm not saying that, like, you were doing it wrong or whatever, because yeah. that, that's that's bullshit. You were, you were doing exactly what you 
uh, wanted to, and you realized that, like, you wanted to, like, help people through, like, a different manner to get into CDH, right? Um, after, like, trying to give people deck help and seeing these results, right? Um, yeah, this is me, not just, like, a, a thing that I slammed yeah, on yeah, immediately yeah. No, just no, because, no, like, deck not yeah. good. Like, this is this has been, like, two years I'm going, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> so, so, what I think... Um, might be like a partial um or like a difference maker in that process is um sort of having a how do i phrase this um having sort of a like a tough love style approach to helping people um like build out like build out pet decks for cdh if that makes any sense so like more like if they come to you and ask for help on um how do i make my pet deck cdh how I, how do i make mizix into cdh um this is my mizix big spells list how do i like how do i turn this into a cdh deck um a lot of the time what i'll do is if somebody is like really adamant about that is i will like ask them like, first of all, like, just confirm with them that, like, really want to stay on Mizzix and that, like, we, we can't find a suitable replacement for them. Because I think, like, I, th I think the first thing that you always do is, like, see if they would also enjoy playing just a deck that is better. <laughs> because if they're going to enjoy playing, like, a better CD Better deck, but the same. Don't yeah, recommend like, something different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like what I'm saying is like if they're going to like Yeah, that's why that's if, more for the audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If they're like if they if they like Mizzix, just be like would you like playing like Kickar? Would you like playing like Grixis Storm style stuff? Yeah, like, there's like, literally like ask how many different flavors first. of Grixis Storm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ask the so you ask those questions first, but like just so once you confirm that they want to stay on this deck, is like walk them through the process of getting the deck up to CTH, and after that, see if they still like what the deck looks like. Um. And then, like, they can make the decision of, like, still playing or whatever. But, like, being pretty, like, once once they've decided that they want to try to make this deck CDH, like, being pretty hard line on that and, like, not really giving any flex as to... Like, you can let them have, um, like, pet cards in the deck and stuff, but, like, making sure that it's, like, yeah, okay, so we're making this into a CDH deck now. We're putting in all the staples. You're going to play all the good mana rocks. We're playing like a jeweled lotus. We're playing mana crook. We're playing soul ring. We're playing mana vault. We're playing the moxen that are legal. We're playing the lotus petal. We're playing all the good counter magic that you can get. We're playing all the tutors that we can get in these colors, and like we can maintain your big spell stuff. That's fine. Like we can maintain the deck's core strategy as you brought it to us, but we're putting in all these staples and we're optimizing around that strategy to like the furthest extent that we can. Um, yep. and once you're done with that process, then ask, like, do you like how this deck looks still? And if they don't, then like, you then have to have the discussion of like, okay, well, this is what Mizzix looks like at like a hundred percent power level. So if you don't like what this looks like, like maybe we can actually find you another deck that you will like. Um, but i I find that like a lot of the frustrations potentially with giving people uh, deck help for either pet decks or decks that they're just like, want to like have a preconceived notion of what they want to bring to CDH is people sort of like giving in and not sort of giving to them straight. Like, yeah, you're going to need to cut all of these cards and you're going to need to add in like all of these staples. And there's like no way around that for the first draft here. 
because i yeah. feel like a, like sometimes people can get a bit soft on that and like just give suggestions and be like hey you might want to play like these staples if you want to and like i feel like a lot of the time if you just let people like try to bring their unoptimized deck into a cdh pod they're just going to get pub stomped and it's going to feel bad i've had to explain to people like you if you're playing a jank deck your card quality has to be even better yeah uh like hippo hulk had no room for like stupid like it was already dumb enough i'm already <laughs> Hip playing hippo hippo was the cute card it was the pet card you don't have any yeah, room yeah. for other pet cards there's nothing else <laughs> like yeah feldegriff is the pet card the rest of the 99 was like the most brutal bant flash hulk like shuffle hulk shell you could possibly afford with no exceptions But yeah, so like, I, don't, I don't know. That That's sort of my opinion on how you have to give deck help for people trying to get into CDH. Um, and just like, sort of to be honest, calls. like where I am now is honestly just one step of frustration past where you are. Yeah. <laughs> unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately enough, I actually am patient with people trying to get into the format. So uh, I, can't, I, my, I can't. Mine is a, is a yeah. frustration of like of hurt of like yeah, it, yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it hasn't helped yeah. me. So a so lot of, I, yeah. yeah, for context, a lot of my deck help has gone toward people who are fairly anonymous to me and I don't, like, have a personal investment in. They're just, like, people who um, I'm invested in, like, getting into the format, but not, like, personally invested in. So it definitely makes sense to me that you might sort of give up on this style of, um, of introduction if you see people that you, like, actively want to get into the format just, like, be completely turned away. Yeah, it's it's, I would much rather... Because like I like I'm I'm a, a big fucking air quotes content creator, uh, but like I will no often, air quotes required. Uh, <laughs> You're probably uh, by views probably one of the largest CDH content up, up creation there on groups. The, yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, by views maybe, but uh, uh, and that's really... dude views. That's all that matters, baby. Clickbait, uh, name of the game. Yeah, no, I, I see. I, I, I don't have any of that Moxfield clout. That's what matters. <laughs> are you, wait, are you kidding me? Oh my god, Moxfield clout is like the like most useless form of internet fake currency. Oh I, yeah, it's it's awesome. You got to get that. De you yeah, Moxfield.com. You need the trifecta. The you need like, like you need that. You need that database clout. You need that Moxfield uh, top ten clout. Yeah, and don't forget, if you want to get your deck on the database, uh, the, the CDH database, then you need to have it on Moxfield. So it's, it's just one of those things. Disclaimer, yeah, yeah. you don't need to have it on Moxfield. Just any deck site that's not tapped out. <laughs> and you, don't you don't have to be nice. You don't have to be nice. You can just you can go out and say it. Uh, but Actually, yeah, wait. We're, Harry's we're a patron, we? right? Yeah. Okay, never mind. Continue. <laughs> Shit, where, where were we? Uh, yeah, so I mean, just like getting off of deck help. Um, yeah, sorry. I just had one quote here or one note in. Oh, right. Sorry. Yeah, the quote unquote say. content creator. That's what I was saying. Ah, yes. Uh, like you, most of your content, like getting, like the best way to get, like, I found ways to get people, like, and that is just literally go, is to, like to continue on, is just like to hand them a deck and then say, play a few games with me. Yeah. It's like, that's all you have to do is just go play, play this deck play five games with me and then we'll talk yeah about I mean, like, whatever the just, fuck you want to talk the, about but just just play four or five games with me with like cats. 
like absolutely anything in life of any importance, it's just about communication. Yeah. <laughs> just is having an open dialogue with people that like you're trying to bring into the format and just being completely honest about what do they like? What do they not like? Can you fix any of that in any way? Um, does it like require a play group change or whatever? Just talk with people. <laughs> Read the room. <laughs> who are you talking to? Someone who is interested in learning. <laughs> Cater to their needs. It's a rewarding process. It takes a little work, but then the next thing you know, you've got a new person, to, you've got a new friend to play CDH with. And like, is that not worth it? Like, I, I thought the jo I thought the goal was to play more CDH. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. The community grows by a, a, a measurable percent every every new person. You know. Cool. Oh yeah. Sorry. Just I. I did want to get this out because this is the one quote that I had in absolute all caps and show notes, which is oh, yeah, for the this. fucking love of <laughs> God, don't just tell them to go play X meta deck. <laughs> just yes, like, please. Oh my God. When somebody comes to you and asks for help with like their brew, sure. You can like take the Nathan approach. I'm not saying, sorry, this isn't like a derogatory say, way of saying this, but I'm saying like you can take the Nathan approach and like cater to their needs by saying like hey you might not want to try to like build this deck for cdh why don't you try something else that like you might uh mesh don't literally well with just say play but blue yeah, farm lol. don't don't just be like lol go play partners lamau <laughs> yeah pick I'm up banging my head against my fucking go, mic <laughs> go pick up a fucking grixis console list and fucking fuck up your play group no 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 cater <laughs> cater to their needs give them like a curated recommendation of what you think that they should play after like asking questions and getting and, like, to know what they want and what they need don't tell them <laughs> to play blue farm if you're not willing to fucking explain what the hell blue farm is yeah that too. There's there's nothing worse than like having somebody ask for that and just being wall play blue farm go offline for twenty eight hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, like, I know it's it's fun. It might well it might be funny, but like my approach is literally tell them to play blue farm, but tell them nicely. <laughs> there, there has to be a dialogue. Go on. There has to be a dialogue. It's like. Yeah. It's not lol play blue farm. It's like, oh, have you heard of this deck called Blue Farm? Like it it's it's or a language whatever. difference. Just, yeah, but it's anything. a yeah, it's it's like it's the way that you change the language, but it makes a world of a difference, especially for new players coming in. And maybe add a couple steps, you know. Don't just abruptly change context. Yeah. <laughs> That's a hard one. Uh, yeah, so I think the next one that we have here, um, which is looking like sort of a good wrapping up um, portion for our main topic here, is uh, helping to cater to, like, actual playstyle. So we've done all the, you know, getting people into the format, getting them a deck in, like, putting a deck in their hands, um, getting them to play a couple of games or whatever, getting them hooked. Um, and now comes to, like, helping cater playstyle, right? Yeah, so in which way? Just, like, catering to their playstyle after they've picked up a deck and, like, card choices, how they play in the game, that kind of stuff. Recommendations well, that's, that's, just, that's just mentoring at that point. Well, uh, yeah. 
any tips? Well, that's, uh, uh, that's if you, that's this is now sort we've of now we, like, like a sending off point. Well, you know, we've <laughs> we this. Okay, I'm gonna yeah. go out and say it. You're gonna have a hard time finding a battle cruiser deck at CDH. Yeah, plain and simple. Yeah, but that's not the full story. You know, there are definitely certain parts about that playstyle that do have you know equivalents in CDH, but it's not like. The catering aspect is so important because it's like bridging that context a little bit at a time. Well, yeah, I think if we've covered catering to playstyle over the last conversations that we've had, we've, we've yeah, definitely sure. touched okay. on it. Uh, yeah, like that. That just sort of circles me back around to like if you if a person if the finding how they like to play their decks will help them find a CDH deck. Yeah, yeah. and like I was the, more it, yeah I was just more thinking about for this um just like there's I think there's a way that you um can sort of like in continuing to help somebody uh with cdh like after they've gotten like the initial well explaining to them why cdh cards are cdh cards and why they're good is a ongoing conversation. oh yeah I'm, I'm just saying like the like i think there are some ways that you can um sort of help them to like help themselves basically going forward well uh one of the first things that i do is i tell them to subscribe to an amazing podcast called into the north where they can mm. learn about oh, an hour wow. long on intense subjects such See, as card quality different commanders and they even do deep dives that's the kind of shilling that money can't buy do we even have an hour long episode uh, you can listen to hours long episodes. <laughs> you can listen to hours. You, you can listen to hours long of quality content. Like, Actually, and I'm, I'm like, okay, <laughs> jokes aside, that also is a very fucking good piece of information to give people as your favorite content creators. Mm, yeah. Because like, if like if if that is a piece of sending off information that I could give somebody that will help them learn and grow further, is here's a deck. Here's this. Also, here's a deck tech that like so-and-so the cdh content creator did go watch this video and maybe follow their content next thing you know they're like oh i really like this content creator he does some great stuff and then then you go oh my job here's done because now they're teaching themselves there you go uh but like recommending your favorite content creators so like as much as i say like haha like subscribe to into the north uh like uh, seriously, tell them to subscribe to Into the North. Tell them to subscribe to CDHTV. Tell them to subscribe to Rebel. Tell them to subscribe to anybody that is taking the time out of their day to do content, and they, like people will start to teach themselves. Yeah. yeah, that's definitely step one. And you know what step two is? Rather than just listening to the conversation, get involved with the conversation. Yes, you know, get on the Discord, get on the subreddit, get on Twitter. Yeah, I can definitely speak for Twitter, but yeah. that's only because I have my eye on everybody like an om like an omnipresent fucking ready to bitch on people. Get absolutely elbows deep in the YouTube comment section of your favorite content yeah. creator. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, whatever you do, whatever is, you do. Yeah. Just with the absolute on top quality CDH discussions, I could tell you all happen in the YouTube comments. <laughs> <laughs> it's good for engagement too, so oh definitely comment. Dude, like and subscribe. Seriously, please. We're only like twenty five yeah. away from a thousand. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, cool. I think I think it's a good capstone to the topic. Um, the main topic, anyway. You know what counts as a subtopic? I know it counts as a subtopic. It's gut check. <laughs> it's oh, it's here a full we go. Topic. Yo, gut check. Right now. I I I Nathan, I've been, can I hear your best cut I've check? Been I've been fearing this moment 
<laughs> since uh, uh since I figured out it's kind of gonna be on this. All right, hit me with the gut check. All right. If you could, like, basically erase from existence one like phrase or piece of terminology from all C- CDH discussion, past oh. and present, <laughs> what would it be? <laughs> Wait, one phrase, like Wait, term, like that term or phrase from CDH discussion. Just wipe it from existence. Wipe it. No, from go first. I need to think about this. Yeah. And with some clever editing, we'll skip forward in time to our answers. All right. Uh, let's go. Nathan first. What you got? That's not viable. Ooh. Good one. Oh. <laughs> it's like the most. It's just like the worst. It's like someone asks you a question and then you just say no immediately. Yeah. Yeah. It's like full on shut down. Yeah, right, it's, like slam multiple doors in their face. <laughs> yeah, just just no. Like, you can explain why, but just 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 pe- people just like you leave it use it as like such a shorthand like answer. Like it's a shorthand cheap answer that just doesn't leave anybody feeling good about the answer. Like nobody likes that answer. You're not helping anybody. No. <laughs> just don't. Just don't comment. Just it's fine. You you don't actually have to say anything. It's fine. And sometimes it's so blatantly obvious that, like, we're not talking about viability in this conversation. Like, that it's like, why did he even go and bother yeah, yeah. saying it? It's like, <laughs> like uh, just cut to the Timberlake meme of him staring at the camera. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, Matt, what you got? Okay, I got mine. This, is, I think it's a good one. But if I could remove. From discussion ban list, oh, I think yeah. this community would feel so much better. Because <laughs> the worst thing that we could possibly do as a community is start a new format. <laughs> Every yeah, time people like, ask me why something's banned, it took me two years to understand and to finally get my head around like the ban for like the reason why things are banned. And it's honestly a 15-minute conversation. Like, I just wish people would stop asking about it. It's not It's not a competitive format. It was never meant to be. The ban list doesn't make sense. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. Just so, play the fucking game. Nice. Just play the fucking game. Shut up and play the fucking game. Now just play that, play that clip every single time someone says ban list. Matt, <laughs> I, I think we're kindred spirits and we have very, <laughs> very similar yeah. ideas on this because <laughs> mine is definitely tier lists. <laughs> if oh, I could tier lists? If yeah, I could just erase the phrase uh, tier list from all CDH discussion forever, that would be just such a load off my mind. <laughs> just lists, guys. Just stop lists in lists. general. God. Not that just, it's like, not that it's simple. not even, it's not even because like, it's, it's not even because like, I don't want new people to like ask about it or whatever because, like, it's the the explanation is always good to give somebody, which is like, hey, like, yeah, there's there's not really a tier list because there's not enough data in the board, etc. Everybody, everybody listening to this has heard this ad nauseum. <laughs> I've probably yelled it personally at you if you're listening to this podcast <laughs> over <laughs> text chats on Discord. Um, but it just like it's basically just. This this one I feel like is for me is more of like a pragmatic approach to this, which is just banning tier, like or erasing tier list the term from existence in CTH discussion would just save so much time overall for like everybody involved. 
that we were just, you, I don't know, you open up like five more minutes every day to go for a walk. <laughs> I think like, yeah, because that conversation just has like a, a false sense of objectivity. And that's like the worst possible yeah, yeah. way to even have a conversation is like to just start it out and like on like uneven playing fields. Cool. Um, you know what? I'm happy that we're saying this out loud because I feel so much better. <laughs> Just yeah, makes sense. Um, yeah, cool. That's I think a better episode today. Um, before I close out, Nathan, would you like to show your socials? Uh, you can find me at basically the Hermit Druid on every single platform. Perfect. Uh, I tweet relentlessly about EDH so you can basically find me on Twitter from about 9 o'clock in the morning till 9 o'clock at night uh, and uh, I also have a YouTube channel where I started a gameplay series called Pub Stomp and uh, we are going to be featuring all forms of EDH whether it be CDH or ED, like regular EDH it's just going to be me uh, jamming games with my friends. It's funny. It's meme If you want to give it a check, like, check it out, you're more than welcome to. Awesome. And we will have all those links in the description below. Yes, and eventually you will probably stuff. see the Into the North people on it fa as they face down an <laughs> army of Karugas. Hopefully. <laughs> um, Dude, if you, if you need a fourth for your all Karuga pod, yeah, I'm there. Karuga, Karuga supremacy is like... I bust onto the CDH scene and then take over the casuals with Karuga supremacy. <laughs> well, that about wraps it up for this episode. Um, if you guys would like to reach out to us with any questions, comments, or concerns, you can contact us on Twitter at Into the North Pod via our email at Into the North Podcast at gmail.com or on our Discord server, the invite link for which could be found in the description for this episode. Uh, an extra special thanks to all of our patrons who help cover the expenses for our show and allow us to work toward improving the quality of the podcast. If you too would like to become a patron, we are on uh, patreon.com slash into the north podcast. Another way you can support us is via our TCG player affiliate link. So anytime you want to purchase something from TCG player, if you use our affiliate link, which is in the description, a portion of your purchase goes towards supporting the podcast. Thank you, as always, to the band Fox Cadre for our lovely podcast music, to Nate Slover for our equally lovely podcast logo, and to our video editor, Manta Ray Hat. Next episode will be in two weeks. Until then, see ya.